Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Koch. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarkar. Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi, I'm Seth Juarez. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. Hi, I'm Sonia Cup. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mee. My name is Reed Purvis. Hi, I'm Lars Clean. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know Podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know Podcast. All thanks to the CIA Ops patron community. The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. N2K Podcast. And online at ciaops.podbean.com. Welcome to the Need to Know Podcast. My name is Robert Crane and you join me for episode 288. This will be an Ignite 2022 special update episode. So again, thanks for all the feedback to those people who've reached out. Really appreciate that. Uh, Please do take the time to let me know uh, if I'm covering the topics you're looking for. If there's anything else that you can suggest, by all means, please go and let me know via the different mediums, email director at ciaops.com or on the Twitter at directorcia. Now, this episode will also have a companion YouTube video, so you'll find that on my channel, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash director CIA ops. Now, because we've got all these updates coming, we're not going to have an editorial today. There's just going to be lots and lots of news coming out of Ignite. But to kick things off, I will say that I finally got 22H2 on my Windows 11 machine, took a fair while to actually go and install, did a number of reboots and came back haven't noticed a lot of difference just yet. It does seem a little bit quicker, I must admit, but everything works as expected, but I only just completed that today. So we'll see how uh, that continues to work. If you are waiting on 22H2, apparently Microsoft is opening up or speeding up the rollout. So again, go in there, be a seeker, uh, do a search for updates, and you may find that you are lucky enough to get that if you haven't got it already. Now, Even before Ignite, Microsoft uh, had a devices event, and I've got a listing here of the new devices. Now, the one that really interests me is the new Surface Pro 9. Again, not revolutionary, more evolutionary uh, around the Surface Pro line, something that I really, uh, really like, have used. I've got many versions of Surface Pro uh, back to, I think, uh, version 3. I've still got one floating around. had four uh, seven, eight, and may even look at this nine as well down the track. So, again, there's an article there that you can go in and have a look at. You know all the details there. There's also a Surface Laptop Five as well, and a lot of these products you can go in and pre-order today if you want to from your local Microsoft store. There's also a Surface Studio Two Plus. Now, again, looks really nice. Looks very much like I suppose a Mac would. Uh, nice little folding screen there, but at the end of the day, super expensive. So again, just keep your eye on that. So again, I'll put the uh, link in the show notes so you can go in. There's a couple of other things that we'll talk about here uh, a bit further down. There are some additional uh, accessories that have been made available. The interesting one here that I saw was this microphone, uh, sorry, Microsoft Presenter Plus, um, you know, certified with Teams and allows you to do presentations remotely with you know, a little remote control thing. So not quite sure what that is, uh, how well that'll work. 
and also an audio dock as well so basically remote speakers as well so again a worthwhile article to go and have a look if you're interested in the uh, microsoft device range for me probably going to look at a surface pro 9 uh, towards the end of the year just to uh, upgrade a couple of machine or upgrade from machine that i'm using at the moment now again as i mentioned uh, ignite was the big news from the previous week uh, it ran over two days there and lots and lots of content most of it now is already up there for you to go and review on demand microsoft is also pushing it into the youtube channel as well so again if you do want to consume that content i always prefer to do it via video because you can uh, speed up through the sessions much quicker and if something doesn't interest you you can put it on the back burner and come back to it but um, you can go to ignite.microsoft.com and view a recording of all the sessions and there still are sessions that are going up to youtube channel as well so there's, there's a number of different options there for you to consume those videos as I mentioned before, my general advice and why I'm still working through a lot of this content is to look at the keynotes first and then the major topics that interest me and then work from there. So again, I haven't got through all of it, but what I'll show you here is the stuff that's really grabbed me initially. And if uh, you know I find anything else down the track, I will add that to the next episode. Now, the starting point I would suggest if you are interested in the content from Ignite is to look at this book of news. So Microsoft has a site that it makes available, it lists all the announcements for all its products uh, in one place. So this one website here, it's ginormous, uh, but it is very handy for you able to go in and filter out and have a look at uh, particular topics. So if you are looking to you know, look through the content, get an idea of what's changed, always look for the book of news. I'll link all of this in the show notes so you can go and have a look uh, for yourself, but very, very uh, extensive. Now, probably the first thing that grabbed my attention was this link up or hookup between Microsoft and Meta, so uh, the renamed Facebook, around these sort of avatars in Teams, this, con this concept of the metaverse, uh, still very popular, a bit of a surprise apparently that uh, Sachin Della turned up with Mark Zuckerberg to do a presentation just before uh, Ignite, uh, I think it was a Facebook event. So we've got an article here called Microsoft and Meta Partner to Deliver Immersive Experience for the Future of Work and Play. Uh, still, you know, a lot of discussion, a lot of uh, hesitancy or cynicism perhaps around the concept of avatars and uh, that and the metaverse, the commercial reality of it is. Uh, but they certainly seem to be ploughing uh, ahead with that. So again, go in, have a look, have a read, keep that on the radar. There are some uh, some initial things coming, but still a little ways down the track. But I have seen them running in preview, so I do know they are not far away. So you'll be able to, for example, have an avatar rather than a camera on and use that uh, when you're in Teams meetings. So we'll be interested to see how that works and and in the business context i think it will but it's not going to obviously be something uh, immediate but keep your eye on that one uh, the next one i've got here is some announcements for the file experiences in microsoft 365 so this is largely around you know the OneDrive, the sharepoint um, how files are accessed and used within the microsoft 365 uh, environment we've got some changes around the home page for OneDrive, you've got a much easier to filter interface. We've also got some information on Project Nucleus, which is this offline mode for uh, 
uh, OneDrive, again, and the ability to sync. So Nucleus, to an extent, may or may not replace the uh, existing sync engine. Uh, it's going to be more powerful and allow you to take the whole site, apparently, offline uh, and synchronize back uh, for you when the internet becomes available. But we'll have to wait and see. But that seems to be well uh, on its way and advancing along nicely. Uh, there are some enhanced views for OneDrive. There is the ability to uh, favorite your own files in OneDrive. We've got some in the OneDrive app now appearing in Teams. Uh, we've also got uh, some admin stuff around the OneDrive uh, Sync Health dashboard and some better integration with the standard file explorer. Now that's what really interested me in this article. So if I scroll right down the bottom here uh, to have a look at it, basically what it is is that we're going to see that in Windows 11 that the syncing capability will be surfaced in File Explorer. So you'll be able to see, rather than relying on the app in the bottom right-hand corner um, of your desktop to see what's syncing, what's not syncing, I think it's also going to allow you to sort of map uh, drives to you know SharePoint Online and Teams and the files in Teams and so on easier. So again, keep an eye out for that one. So again, an enhanced uh, file experience with uh, OneDrive for business. Now, probably the thing that grabbed me the most and is probably the most relevant for the IT pro out there is the whole thing that's happening around Intune. Now, the first thing to kick this off is that Microsoft has now given us a formal announcement uh, that Intune will be called Intune forever and a day. So there has been some confusion around is it Microsoft Endpoint Manager? Is it uh, Endpoint Security? Is it uh, On-Prem Configuration Manager? Is it Intune? But Microsoft has a post here that basically sets out that the product will be called Intune. It's now the you know, name of the whole family of items within that. Uh, interestingly, that has garnered a little bit of um, you know, I suppose, you know, harsh criticism from Microsoft from moving backwards and forwards with naming. But at the end of the day, it's just a name. They already own it. It's already got brand recognition. Probably easier to go with that than something which is a bit of a mouthful like Microsoft Endpoint Manager. But I have got the link in there if you do want to go in and read, you know, Microsoft's approach or renaming approach. But uh, the idea is, is Intune is going to be the main name of the overarching service going forward. Now, once you get past that and actually get into some of the changes and enhancements that they have uh, made, the biggest one is this concept of an Intune premium license. Now, we're not fully aware of uh, how this is going to fit in, but it would seem that this premium license is going to be an add-on to all existing Intune uh, licenses. So if you do have Intune, you will be able to purchase this premium uh, offering. There is a bit of conjecture as well whether to those prim these premium offers will be available with E3 and E5 going forward, uh, but it would seem to, you know, you put your money on the fact that it's probably going to be a premium add-on uh, for all of them. Now, this premium add-on adds some really, really interesting features. It's going to add improved remote help, right, so using the inbuilt Windows Quick Assist. It's also going to have this tunnel for uh, application, mobile application management. So. Microsoft's thinking on that is that a lot of devices, thanks to you know work from home, uh, now are actually you know, personal devices that aren't enrolled and don't have the same sort of security. So using this tunneling concept, you'll be able to better protect the applications that are on those BYOD devices. 
Now, the other one here is the endpoint privilege management. So if you know what privilege identity management is, PIM, it's an escalation capability. So you can escalate your rights on demand. The concept with this new Intune endpoint privilege management is that if a user, for example, needs to escalate to admin, local admin to install an application you know, on their desktop, they'll be able to do that via a policy that is set by the administrator in the back end. So that policy can you know, auto allow and log. It will uh, you know, it make the user put in a justification uh, before they're given auto elevation privileges or they'll be required to wait for an administrator to approve that request to auto elevate. So uh, very, very interesting um, when and how this comes through. I think it looks very slick. The word is, is that in tune, the premium license here will be available in March 2023. So about six months wait for that to come out. We also get some advanced endpoint analytics in there as well. We get also some remote help for Android devices. Not quite sure if iOS is on its way as well. Shouldn't be too far away, but like I said, the real exciting thing that I saw was this uh, privileged uh, endpoint privilege management to allow this auto escalation uh, or you know policy escalation for uh, users when they need it on demand. So again, sort of a, a device version of PIM. So again, the article will be in there for you to go and have a read through, have a look at, you know, all the uh, items there. Okay, so the idea is that, like I said, this there will be an Intune premium uh, license, and it would seem that it's going to be an add-on for uh, all versions that currently include Intune. Now, if you want to see this better in action, rather than uh, reading about the blog post, I'd suggest you go and have a look uh, at this um, session from Ignite. It's called Strengthen Security and Cut Costs with an Endpoint Management You Can Count On. Uh, I've put a link in the show notes so you can click on it. If you're looking for the number, it's BRK54, uh, and it talks at a relatively high level, but it does go through some demos of this new Intune Premium License. So I would encourage you to have a look at that if you want to look at some specifics. There's also a video here from Petri with an interview with Steve um, Dispenser from Microsoft talking about all these new features and capabilities. So again, there's some extra content there if you do want to go into some more detail there. Again, link will be in the show notes. Now, another really interesting thing that I came across in a session was the concept of a cloud local administrator password management lapse. Okay, so this will allow the management of uh, local admin passwords uh, on devices, on Windows devices. So if you do have local administrators on those devices, you can manage their passwords, rotate them, change them, set them via policy. So again, that is uh, coming you know, in the future. They didn't say when, they didn't say where, they didn't say if there would be an additional cost for that. It's gonna be handy for a hell of a lot of people, I would suggest. now. That was detailed in a session here called Security Best Practices for Managing Across Platforms with Endpoint Manager. That is OD36. And again, the link will be in the show notes for you to go in and review. Again, encourage you to, to look at that whole session. The good thing with these recorder sessions, as I noted, is you can run them at double speed, get, them, get through them much quicker. Now, we've also got some information here for Microsoft 365 admins. Again, a relatively involved blog post here. So some improvements 
around you know things like the adoption score, uh, the ability to uh, improve, to have improved migration uh, across tenants with OneDrive for business, improved uh, health monitoring. Uh, again, also one of the big improvements I saw was an enhancement to the Microsoft 365 admin mobile app. If you haven't looked at that, do a search in your local store for the Microsoft 365 admin app that has been enhanced and has additional features in there today. There's also some information here uh, for CSP providers uh, around SMB. They talk about uh, Lighthouse and also this granular delegated admin privileges. Uh, I've got a video or I've got a session here that I'll speak about shortly that was sort of targeted to this so hang on for that but again have a look at this article there's a little bit about SMB in there but uh, mainly around some enhancements to the IT admin experience in Microsoft 365. Now moving off sort of the Intune and the admin side of things momentarily here uh, Microsoft also announced that there's going to be a new Microsoft 365 app and really this is you know a unified app I suppose that will uh, provide easy access to Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneDrive and so on. If you have a look at your tenant, uh, the opening page of office.microsoft.com, you'll see there's probably a little banner there saying that the app is coming. So have a look at that. It's nothing major, but it's going to be the central location as an app for people to go and do things, view recent files, um, suggestions, those sort of things. So for, for the end user, I think it's going to be a real benefit, but that's just going to happen uh, in the background and it's going to centralize a location for navigation for most of these services. Now, one of the technologies that I'm really keen on is Stream. So that's the video uh, capability inside Microsoft 365. Again, great set, couple of sessions here, information uh, in a blog post around what's possible now. So we've got new um, items with you know playbacks, transcriptions, enhanced recordings. Uh, we've got the fact that all of the videos now are going into OneDrive and SharePoint to make it much easier to have the indexing running, the analytics, all that sort of stuff. So Stream has really you know enhanced and improved. Recently, if you haven't had a look at it, then go in uh, and have a play with it. Really has uh, lifted its game, I would suggest, and and is re works really well as a corporate you know video video creation and management tool. So again, lots and lots of enhancements here. There's also an updated. Uh, app for iOS and Android. So if you are using it on your mobile, go and grab that and have a look at that. It's infusing, as they say, the AI, uh, the intelligent search. We've got auto-generating chapters. Uh, all of that sort of stuff is now beginning to uh, roll in, plus enhanced uh, admin at the uh, back end there. So go in, have a look at the enhancements that have been made to stream recently. Now, if you use Windows 365, so this is the RDS style, uh, the cloud version of RDS, they now have the public preview of the dedicated apps. You'll be able to uh, download the app from the store and you'll be able to access any Windows 365 virtual desktops uh, from that. You'll make management, you'll make usage uh, interfacing to a local desktop much, much easier. Uh, give you more options in there around doing things like resetting, uh, and also, you know, restoring uh, restoring uh, states, uh, renaming, troubleshooting, all of that sort of stuff. So there's an article in here that will show you how to go and get access to that preview if you do want access to your Windows 365 desktops. Another interesting thing that I noticed is the old Windows 365 is certainly 
uh, top of mind. It's getting a lot of airplay as well. So if you haven't had a look at it, certainly encourage you to go and have a play, have a look with Windows 365 and what it has to offer. Now, another item here, which again is, is interesting. Microsoft, from what I saw at Ignite, there was a lot around you know, design, creation, uh, you know, content creators, you know, that sort of thing, which is very interesting to me because Microsoft already has a large range of tools in that area as well. So it's got things like Sway, it's got PowerPoint, uh, it's got those there, but it has now, uh, it's now looking at uh, the Loop app. So the Loop app is this um, online, you know, embedded collaboration between various items in Microsoft 365, so within your email, within your Word, Excel, OneNote, so on. Now, the the application, the actual loop application that you can use on your desktop as a dedicated app is now uh, available for pre-release, so you can go in and register your interest. They'll put you on the waiting list, and again, you'll find that at loop.microsoft.com forward slash learn. Again, the link will be in the show notes, so go in there, sign up for that if you're keen to get early access to a dedicated Loop app on your desktop. Now, again, sticking with the designer thing, um, Microsoft has got its own designer now called Microsoft Designer. So, again, this sort of maybe comes from the publisher background, perhaps. Um, it's a web-based um, designer for you know uh, all sorts of graphics, cards, text, documents, um, whatever you can think. I think it's a bit like a, a, um, what you know the designers that we see out there already from other third parties. So again, um, you can go in and sign up for the wait list to join that, put your email address in. Um, if you need to do you know occasional design things um, and Adobe perhaps is a bit expensive, uh, this seems to be the option. It's also got this concept of AI generated images. So you can go in and say, you know, I want a picture of a koala playing cricket on the beach and it will generate the graphic for you and you can make, you know, slight modifications uh, to that from there. So again, Microsoft Designer, go in and have a look at that. If you want to go to the URL, designer.microsoft.com to have a look at that. Now, even further in the designer item is create.microsoft.com so again yet another creation tool here it says design unique and beautiful content social posts videos presentations flyers and more so once again go in you can sign up uh, for that uh, now you can start building out um, designs here uh, again think you know up you know very classy websites quickly and easily that you can bring into your application. So if you're a designer, I think you've done really well out of uh, the Microsoft Ignite 2022. So with all of that now behind us, let us have a look at uh, things like, you know, enhanced security and management in SharePoint, OneDrive and Teams. Again, uh, lots and lots of uh, ideas there. We've got, um, you know, restricted access control for SharePoint sites in public preview. So we can now restrict who has access to our SharePoint sites quickly and easily rather than having to go through low-level um, you know, rights within SharePoint. We can do this at a much higher level. We can also integrate with conditional access policy, or we will be able to integrate with conditional access policies uh, to be able to do that. 
We've got uh, user-defined permission support for Office files. We've got uh, protected PDF support as well in pri private preview or public preview. Um, default sensitivity labels for document libraries. Again, in public preview, that's pretty handy because it allows documents to have a sensitivity label applied to them to allow them to be protected quickly and easily via policy. So I think that'll be pretty big when it does uh, come out. We've also got the anti-malware scan on file download is now available, generally available. Uh, we can dig into any malware that's found or somehow managed to get onto SharePoint Online or OneDrive for Business. You can dig into that using some admin tools to see what the malware was. Um, we've got information barriers now included. Migration enhancements, as I mentioned, so they have uh, lifted their game there. Much more information and reporting is available. We've also got you know, estimated time to migrate. We've got improvements to the SharePoint migration tool from Microsoft. So again, go in and have a look uh, at all of those details there. Long blog post for you to go in and uh, take advantage of. Some of the stuff again is taking a little, will take a little while to roll out. Uh, but again, I think it's there's lots and lots of positive stuff there around what's happening to you know the file system, SharePoint, OneDrive uh, there in Microsoft 365. Now, I did mention that SMB, uh, Lighthouse, and um, you know tools out there for resellers. The session is called Empower Partners and SMB Customers to Achieve More with Microsoft 365. The Ignite session number is OD13, is on YouTube as well as uh, in the uh, Ignite site from Microsoft. A worthwhile uh, watch if you want to go in and understand more about things like uh, Lighthouse uh, and so on. So recommend that you go in and have a look at that again. Uh, it's about 20 odd minutes to uh, view all of the information in there. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Now, one of the other ones that I really liked um, that I can recommend, it, it's a security one, maybe not particularly, you know, uh, you know directly relevant, but it's stories from uh, the Dart team at Microsoft. So they're the security response team uh, that, you know, customers call on when there's been a breach and, um, you know, they want Microsoft's assistance in sorting that out. Um, I think this is a really worthwhile session if you are keen on understanding you know, some of the uh, threats that are out there, how Microsoft deal, dealt with them, the forensic tools that they use, the approaches that they take. So again, that's called Stories from Dart, taking the where out of ransomware, and the session number for that is BRK212H. All right, so very worthwhile watch, I would suggest. Now, one of the other ones that really interested me is this blog post here called What's New with XDR at Microsoft. I haven't gone through it um, completely, but what I am very interested to dig into is this concept that Microsoft's talking about of automatic attack disruption uh, that's in Microsoft Defender. Now, it's going to be in public preview. Now, my understanding is, is that it's aimed at ransomware typically, all right, so it's going to come in and disrupt the, the, the threat or disrupt the actions of ransomware. Not quite 100% sure as to you know, what it is, how they do it, but I'll put the article in here because I think it's worthwhile having a look at. It seems to be a great technology that will be coming shortly. All right, so we've got also something around attack insights. We've got um, you know, improved investigation with Microsoft 365 Defender. 
Um, what else have we got here? So again, lots more information in the security side here. I haven't looked at this, like I said, in detail. I'll do that for the next episode. But again, that article is called What's New in XDR uh, at Microsoft Ignite. And the really, like I said, the one that I'm keen to really understand is automatic attack disruption in Defender 365, which is uh, coming along for us. So uh, a quick I suppose advertisement here is Microsoft has also announced a 50% discount on Microsoft Defender for Endpoint from the 1st of November for P1 and P2 licenses. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go in and have a look at that. Uh, it's, it runs from the 1st of November until the 30th of June, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and allow you to get a P1 and P2 licenses at a 50% discount. Now, remember to read the terms and conditions. So if you do have Defender for Business, then obviously you know, you're know you not going to be eligible for this, but I believe that you could add on additional licenses and get that discount. So again, read the, the T's and C's in that, but remember that there is this 50% discount Microsoft is uh, offering. Now, we have been going for a while, and I do want to round it off, but we have to round off with some uh, announcements around the Power Platform. So the Power Platform, again, was a big, big topic in the Ignite 2022, and it continues to grow. Um, This article here I've got is the future of low-code governance with managed environments. So a managed environment allows the administrator much more control Uh, and analytics over a power platform environment. So the idea would be you can look at, you know, how many flows have run, what cost it is, how many users are taking advantage of it, um, the information in there and so on. So you get much, much greater visibility um, on the power platform uh, area that you're working with or that you've created for a group of users. So you put in what's called or create what's called managed environments, and it's gonna make much, much easier to move things obviously from testing to production and so on. So I'd really recommend having a look at that. I think this is going to be a big thing, even in SMB for the ability to manage the cost when it comes to the Power Platform because some of most of the licensing with uh, Power Platform is, is rather confusing. So I would suggest that this is a, a good step forward worthwhile having a look at. You can uh, basically enable that uh, immediately in your environment if you want to go in and have a play with that. So the other thing as we end off, as always, I'll let you know that there is a shared channel that I've created that you're more than welcome to join. I'll send the link will be in the show notes to show you what you need to do, how you need to get access to that. I put all sorts of announcements and interesting links in there. There are conversations and so on happening in there. Don't forget that if you want to be on top of this on a daily basis, the Microsoft Cloud, then I'd recommend you look at joining the CIA Ops Patron community. You'll find that at ciaopspatron.com. All of the uh, information, all of the links, all of the best that I find from uh, Ignite 2022 will be posted in there for members to take advantage of, have discussions around. We've also got scripts and so on. Uh, in there. So if you do manage the Microsoft Cloud, I really uh, recommend that that has a lot of resources of value uh, to you. So go and have a look at it, www.ciappspatron.com. You can reach out to me on Twitter at DirectorCIA. Love to hear from you. Love to hear any feedback you've got, uh, what's good, what's bad, what, what can be done to improve it. Uh, and again, you know how we're doing. Always good to hear from people out there. 
you can send me an email directly, director at ciaops.com, uh, if you want to do that as well. So once again, take the opportunity to thank you for listening in to this episode and we'll be back with a future episode probably with more updates from Ignite 2022 when I've worked through all the material that Microsoft did release recently. So until then, thanks again for listening and catch you in the next episode. You have been listening to the Need to Know podcast from CIA Ops. For training on using technologies like SharePoint Online or Microsoft 365, visit www.ciaopsacademy.com. By purchasing from the selections available, you'll be directly supporting this podcast. To provide feedback on this episode, visit www.ciaops.com contact.